Hello and welcome to the Feng Shui Society podcast. Join your host, Samantha Board, each month and explore the benefits of Feng Shui and beyond. Learn how to turn your home or office into a positive and tranquil environment using the ancient wisdom of Feng Shui. Anyone can benefit from Feng Shui, so please share this show with your friends and family. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode and find out what we are discovering. Hello and welcome to the Feng Shui Society podcast. Thank you for joining us. I am really excited for our first ever show. We have a very, very special guest, Jackie Terrell. Jackie is a accredited Feng Shui consultant with over 20 years experience. She has studied under Robert Gray and Howard Choi, and she also does distance and online feng shui and space clearing consultations. Hello, Jackie. Welcome to the show. How are you? Samantha. Really lovely to be here. Thanks so much for asking me. Jackie, it's great to have you. Um, you have so much of experience. Tell us, how did you get started in feng shui? Well, many years ago, um, I think I um, sort of things going on in my life and I think you, you look around for things to help you and uh, one of the things I came across is Reiki and uh, got inspired by that and I, I trained to level two but the energies involved in uh, studying that uh, really got me interested in uh, other things and that led me on to doing a feng shui workshop Wow! that's just a, a one day workshop but it inspired me so much and uh, I went on to um, you know, learn feng shui and become accredited. And what, what was it like at that time when you were learning feng shui? Um, well, at that time, um, people didn't really know much about it. And to be honest, I, I didn't tell many people what I was doing because you did get some funny looks sometimes. But there was something inside me that was pushing me to you know, go down this path. And... Um, as I say, I, you know, I, I, I went to on a two-year journey at Robert Gray's Feng Shui Academy up in Buxton in Derby, Derbyshire. And it was um, over a period of two years. And, and during that two years, it was um, uh, long weekends. Uh, so several long weekends, like modules, and we was, had examinations, etc. you know, uh, each module. And one of the modules uh, centered around space clearing, which was, uh, you know, really sparked my interest. And so I went on to go deeper into space clearing and um, geopathic stress and energies that, you know, we get in our homes and realized that we can heal our homes of these energies. Do you find that there is a link between like classical feng shui and geopathic stress? Some people um there's varying opinions about around this and uh i think the two complement each other i i feel you need to have some of each in a consultation because uh if you don't get the the energies in your home right then the classical feng shui i feel isn't going to sit right as well Okay, so it, I feel it's really important to get the flow of energy in your own home working well through clutter clearing, through dealing with geopathic stress or space clearing, even looking at electromagnetic fields on one side, and then applying 
classical feng shui on the other side. So I think the two support each other, you know, greatly. That makes complete sense. And it sounds like a very all-rounded solution um, that you're offering here, which is, which is really lovely. Yeah. You, you touched a bit on um, electromagnetic frequencies. Could you expand a little bit on that? Because we are in an age where we, where we are constantly surrounded by electromagnetic frequencies. It's like, a, it's like an EMF soup that we live in, don't we? That's right. Well, a hundred years ago, we never had all this electrical stuff around us. And it's, just, it's becoming apparent now that some people are quite sensitive to this stuff. And there are studies obviously going on out there, but nobody can actually have actually proved, you know, um, what damage it is doing to our, our cells or our environment. But I have a concern with all these mobile phone masks going up and uh, uh, children using um, mobile phones from an early age, um, things like even your broadband in your home, um, I feel, can um, cause energy problems in the home. So if you think you've got, you've got the chi, the posit positive energy that's coming into your home, um, it's meeting up with these electrical frequencies, which can cause... A blockage you know cause the energy to get stuck and again can Im impact on your feng shui that that makes complete sense as well um what would you recommend then if you do have a broadband ro like router in your home um what can be done there's various um, opinions out there people use crystals uh, there are machines out there that um, are helpful um, the best thing is prudent avoidance is trying to um, keep not sleep near this stuff for, for your health's sake. Um, I don't know. It, it, there is no categorical answer around, around this. We just do things at the moment that can help us and support us with this. Um, but there, there's no evidence that a lot of these things actually work. But we, we can only do this to give ourselves some support. So speaking of electromagnetic frequencies, I have seen one of those handheld devices that can produce a EMF reading when you hold it towards, um, say, things like your laptop or a plug socket. Is that something that you use as well? Yeah, that just gives you an indication. And, it, and it, when you're with a client, you know, they, you can actually prove to them what is coming out of the broadband uh, device uh, and mobile phones and things like that, and especially in the sleeping areas. Uh, you can just give them an indication of what's going on around, around where they're sleeping. You know. Absolutely. And do you find, um, in your experience, once you've mentioned to the client to move um, those devices that they sleep a lot better? Um, they, they, they do uh, take on board what I say most, most of the time. Um, that you helps. Can't, you can't say it's just by moving the you know, electrical item because when I do a consultation, there's so many things that are done in a consultation, so you can't really pinpoint specifically that, that may have been the case. But people that are very sensitive to electrical stuff, you know, when they start moving these things away and keeping 
you know, avoiding them and, and keeping things at a distance, they do feel better for it, definitely. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier about Reiki as well, um, that you that you actually started um, by studying Reiki. Um, do you apply this in your Feng Shui as well? Um, I feel um, when I'm healing homes, it is a form of Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, because people do uh, distance healing with Reiki and I do the same thing with healing homes you know it is a, a, a uh, it's, you know you're connecting to the home the energy of the home from a distance mm -hmm. so and then when I'm doing space clearing again it's a it's a healing process it's a healing ceremony so yes it's definitely an extension of the Reiki healing and how can how can um, someone tell if they need a space clearing um, what usually manifests in order for that to for them to have that realization well they, they get they get a feeling of stuckness sometimes um, as though their life is not moving forward um, you know they can experience tiredness depression you know anxiety you know mood swings all things like that but it's, it's a general feeling that something's not right in the home and uh, sometimes you can go into a room and feel it's oppressive and something's not quite you know quite right about it so most people can get a, a feeling that when they need help you know amazing do you use any like crystals or tools um when you do your space clearing um yeah i, I I use I love crystals and I've got many many crystals around the house and uh, you get drawn to a, a certain crystal they've all got different properties they yeah. give out different vibrations and people use them for varying things and uh, um, you know when you feel you need need the strength of a crystal it's lovely to go and just pick one up and feel, feel the energy but um, in space clearing yes I, I, I use crystals um amethyst and uh, clear quartz i love to use during during the ceremony um and i i use some uh, other tools as well in the space clearing ceremony so if i i, I went to a home i'd set up a, an altar by the, the front door and um and put place my tools that i'm going to use for the clearing and and it is a, a matter of going in and out all the rooms of the home um and I'll go in a circuit around the house, in and out all the, all the rooms, upstairs, downstairs, and back to the front door. And that's done four times. And I go with a different tool on each occasion. So one of the, the main uh, tools I use is um, sage, which is white sage. Um, and I burn that in a heat proof bowl and go along and basically painting the walls of the, the home with the energy all the windows are be open up so you can get the negative energy moving out and um say walk around the house back to the front door pick up the next tool um my particular space cleaning ceremonies differ it's up to everyone's own choice of what tools that they wish to use but um i use a bell on the second circuit and it's a purifying bell so it purifies the space I'm can just going to hear this bell yeah i'm going to give you a little demonstration yeah, please do it's a beautiful bell and um, i got it from karen kingston actually and, and it's kind of come from bali and I'll give you a demonstration 
Oh, yeah, it was very, very clearing. It might not come across very well over um, the it audio, does, but, yeah. but I think we could hear a little bit of how, how wonderful that sounds. Wow. It resonates the, the power, the resonation. When you're here holding it, you feel the vibration and, and you can, you know, just feel that energy moving um, with, with that bell. And then I go round again on the, the third circuit and I have a drum, which uh, I made actually. Wow. Uh, very proud, proud of my dress. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll just give you a little... Give us a beat. So uh, that's the wonderful energy clearer as well. And on the, on the fourth circuit, it's about putting the intentions of the, um, the, the client back into the, the walls of the home. Sometimes I invite them with me, around with me. It depends on how open they are to this sort of thing. But um, we go around with these lovely bells. I'll just give you a demonstration. And it's such a lovely process. And, um, you know, and at the end, it's quite emotional moment uh, when we finish and uh, the clients you usually you know sort of maybe a few tears as well because because they're, they're connecting to their home you know they're putting the love and the dreams and visualizing the outcome what they want to happen jackie that was so beautiful thank you even in that short even in that very brief way that you described your space clearing it it really felt very profound and powerful. Thank you for that. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it and I like incense and I like candles, but yeah, it's a wonderful ceremony. And what does the four symbolize? Is that the four directions? No, no, I don't think so. Um, it's just um, part of my training was told to go around four four times interesting <laughs> I, I mean i think if you go around once it can be enough it's just just the way i was trained mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what does what can somebody do to maintain the good energy of that space once you have cleared it well i think it's about having positive intentions in life and um, eat well and exercise um open your doors and windows on a nice sunny day get that energy moving okay um, um also light like some incense regularly and sometimes you you might have a visitor who doesn't have such not good vibrations around them especially if you're a therapist if you're continually um got people coming into your home uh, and you're 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 doing your healing remedies etc but um you may need to just clear your healing space uh, every so often just to maintain that that good um vibration um but over time you will get things will build up you know it's just like um just like dust accumulates in the corners and etc energy will you know negative energy of any kind will start to do the same like you, you know it will start to accumulate in corners so it is advisable to have a space clearing done once a year or do it yourself once a year or when you feel you need it. I usually do mine in January, which is a nice time to do it, fresh new year. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, just I'd recommend, you know, just keep a, a sense of what's going on, you know, how it feels in the home, you know, and then when you feel it needs a clean, then, then that's the time to do it. And you mentioned as well about um, people who have, um, who do energy work and have clients coming over that they also need to protect um, their own space. What about yourself? Um, how do you maintain your own energy, energetic boundaries and energetic hygiene when you perform space clearing ceremonies? Yeah, well, in, in doing this work, um, I, I, I need to apply some sort of uh, protection to myself. Um, it, it's something I think everyone should do on a daily basis, you know. For me personally, um, it's, a, it's quite a spiritual protection, and you know, I imagine a, a big ball of white light around me, which is protecting me. Um, you know, you, you could wear, wear protective colours if you wanted to, or carry protective talismans, so to speak. Um, just keeping fit and, and keeping well is a, is a good way of. Uh, um, keeping well uh, around this and, and crystals again crystals are very protective um, and helpful in, in doing this sort of work so um, yeah I think just carrying out a process of uh, visualizing visualizing a beautiful ball of white light around you on a daily basis you can even put that around your children when they go off to, off to school whatever like that so yeah that's what I'd recommend Absolutely. And it is, and you, you are absolutely right. It is so important um, for people to protect themselves energetically, especially those who are very sensitive to other people's energy and are working in like office environments and things like that. Do you agree? That's right. I know. And even when I go out uh, into a supermarket, you know, for me, and I'm quite of a sensitive nature and uh, the energy in a supermarket or a busy place, I can feel, you know, feel this coming from other people. So having that protection, that barrier is very helpful for me. Absolutely. And speaking of um, other people's energy, what is your view of the current collective energy at the moment? And how is this affecting people's spaces, especially since more people are working from home now? Well, so regard to the energy in our home, um, as I was saying, the homes and our spaces record all sorts of emotions. And uh, if there's a lot of sadness in the home, um, it's caused by illness, arguments, bereavement, divorce, and these emotions aren't cleared and healed, and then they can turn into negative energies. Um, I'll give you an example. My, my sister-in-law, um, her house was burgled and um, the, um, they got in over the conservatory into her bedroom and they took all her jewellery um, and they didn't go anywhere else in the house, it was just in the, in the bedroom. And, but she couldn't, afterwards, she couldn't sleep there. She, you know, she didn't get, couldn't get a good night's sleep and she asked me to cleanse the, the energy and um, she felt much better afterwards. So, you know, that's an indication of just some traumatic event can, can cause problems, you know, um, in, in the home. So sometimes a home or building may have a really oppressive energy and it's particularly common in old houses where there's been many occupants over the years and, and sensitive people are going to pick up on that and it can cause depression, lack of motivation and illness. 
So it's really important to keep on top of energies in your home. And, you know, you're saying currently a lot of us are working from home at the moment. And, um, you know, that, that can cause, a, you know, a lot of um, difficulty in the home, you know, sort of. Uh, my, my son was actually working from home, you know, up until recently. He moved out a little while ago. But, um, it's, it's, you know, it can cause arguments in a space and, and you're on top of each other and, and, and you know, your energies, you know, the energy fields changed on a daily basis. So it's just being aware that, you know, our emotions and what we say and things like that are all recorded in the walls of the, our home and this, this energy can build up. So, you know, just try, trying to keep on top of the, all this stuff is a really important thing. Absolutely, Jackie. And would you also say that it's if we're if a lot of us are working from home more often now, um, we also have to be wise where we spend our energy and what we give our attention to. Yeah, de definitely. Yeah, and I, and I think also finding a, a space in your home that's supporting you as well. It's uh, it's difficult if you've got to work in your bedroom because you know getting out of bed and then move, walking over to a desk in your room isn't isn't the ideal thing you know it's not supportive of your energy if you can work downstairs or at a table away from your sleeping position that's you know a, a lot more healthier thing to do absolutely and how um could you bring in um higher vibes or good vibrations into interiors would you say you could do this to um in in artwork or you know bringing something of beauty like plants do would that help um when you're in a space yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a great uh, believer in what is around you the images around you um you know sort of uh, um, affect how you feel so I think it's really um, important to have inspiring and uplifting artwork and ornaments around you so you you want a picture to lift your energy when you look at it um, it could be a picture of a place you visited you know somewhere that you really love um, it could be a picture that's supporting your ambitions you know what what you want to achieve in the future you don't want pictures of battle scenes and stormy seas, uh, uh, pictures of sadness and loneliness, you know. So you wouldn't want a picture of a solitary person in your, your relationship area. So, because that's going to give out the mess message you want to be alone, okay. So the best thing you do is try and balance the, the five elements in, in your home, you know, sort of um, uh, earth, wood, fire, water and metal and um, just bring, bring all these elements into your home um, physically or symbolically um, and yes having plants around you brilliant because they, they are great for getting the chi, chi moving in your home the positive energy and uh, just beware of mirrors because they can be a few little problems around mirrors sometimes where they're placed but they're great for getting the energy moving and Colour schemes and, and uh, lighting all play an important part in supporting good energy flow. You're absolutely right, Jackie. Um, there's so many things that we can do um, for our spaces that will really lift the vibrations. What about animals? Do they have a role to play in a space? And 
you know, I always hear about animals being very attuned to the Earth's electromagnetic field. Would you like to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so first of all, um, well, animals are fantastic, you know, giving you a sign that there may be something not quite about the energy in your home. Uh, one of the thing, um, things I studied was geopathic stress and uh, uh, and I've learned how to deal with, locate it, deal, deal with it and uh, sort of harmonise the lines. I'll tell you a little bit about geopathic stress and then I'll tell you how animals come into play with that. So um, geopathic stress is a earth energy, um, it's a term negative earth energy but it's not negative into all life on earth but it's not helpful to us and it's caused by underground water or underground geological faults it can be man-made as well so if someone decides to dig deeply down into the earth that can throw up these geopathic stress lines as well but NASA's identified um, that there's a natural vibration that comes from the earth and it's uh, 7.83 megahertz and if there's underground water, and this water could be hundreds of feet below your home and, or a geological fault, it changes that natural vibration that comes up into the home and it throws up these lines of geopathic stress, which are about uh, four to six feet wide and they vary in strength. So some homes, they may have a little bit and it's not going to be of any problem. Other homes may have quite a number of lines and um, they, it may cause an issue. Um, with energy flow because it's a little bit like having clutter in your home if you've got a lot of geopathic stress lines in your home the energy is going to get stuck also um, it can cause if you're sleeping on the line it can cause sleeping um, problems and um, and has been linked to illness and disease as well so something to be be aware of um, with with animals it's interesting that um, uh, cats i mean cats are brilliant <laughs> they give you a clue to if there's any geopathic stress in your home because they will happily go and sit on a geopathic stress line and um if if they if they sit on your if they regularly want to sit on your bed then that may be an indication there's a line going through where you're sleeping um other animals that um are drawn to it are um, owls and uh, wasps and bees ants so if you keep getting wasps nests or bees nests in your loft, that may be a, another indication as well. Um, dogs don't like geopathic stress or horses. And it's interesting, I had a consultation, a lady, um, her dog uh, wouldn't sleep in his basket in the corner of the um, kitchen. And um, there was a line crossing where the dog, dog's basket was. So she moved it and he's happily sleeping in a better place now. Wow, that's so interesting. Can geopathic stress be caused by underground pipes as well, like like piping in a house? Um, I believe it is. Plumbing, it, sorry, plumbing. Yeah, because um, it's not so much the plumbing, um, but if it's high, if it's high uh, amount of geopathic stress in the home, it can cause deterioration to pipes and uh, things in the home, as you know. So. Uh, it depends if there's lines crossing then the the strength of it gets higher and higher and if you've got several lines crossing then that could be an area that could cause concern so i, I wouldn't say that pipe work actually causes geopathic stress it's more the natural stuff that's coming from the earth which is the, the problem 
Jackie, it's been amazing having you on the show. Could you please give our listeners three things that they can do now for their space? Well, I feel the priority is, um, is, is clearing clutter from your home. It's probably one of the best things you can do to start your feng shui journey. So clutter is anything that is not useful or loved. And have you ever cleared a wardrobe out and just felt better for it or a, a, a room, you know, and the positive energy just flows so much better after you've uh, cleared the clutter. And even by clearing clutter, you can start to clear stuck energy and, uh, and you may even start to feel more energized and motivated. So it, it took me a couple of years to clear most of my clutter and I've still got stuff up in the loft, you know, and uh, that's due another another clear but as long as 80% of your home is free of clutter and 20 20 20% is manageable uh, then that should help with the energy flow and um, secondly I'd say try and get some good positive energy into your home on a regular basis by opening up the doors and uh, the windows especially on a, a day after it's just rained and the sun comes out you just want that lovely fresh energy coming in and Thirdly, um, definitely check your home for uh, artwork and ornaments to just see, make sure there's nothing uh, that's given out a ne negative symbolism um, or any, any negative me memories that might be associated with, associated with them. Because sometimes we hold on to things, you know, they may have been gift gifted to us, but in all honesty, we, we don't really like them. So it may be better to go to a charity shop or something like that. Absolutely, Jackie, that those were very easy things that we can do. Maybe the clutter clearing might might take a little bit of uh, time and and momentum to get started. But thank you. That was a uh, very useful tips. You also have some upcoming workshops. Tell us about that. OK, well, normally I do workshops here from my home in, in Hornchurch, but because of the pandem pandemic, we've been forced into a different way of learning now and teaching so um, i'm hoping to do a zoom uh, workshop called let the let the positive energy flow with feng shui so it's an introduction to feng shui and it, it, it will give you a really good positive start on your feng shui journey it's on the uh, 16th of january which is a saturday it's from 10 till 3 um, there will be regular breaks throughout the, the, the day because I know learning on a Zoom um, workshop can, can be quite intensive. So um, you do need to draw up a floor plan for the workshop and know which way, which direction your front door is facing in degrees. And then I can put the bagua on, on it for you and that will come back to you so you can work with it on the workshop. And the other workshop is in February, and that's uh, Nine Star Key Feng Shui Astrology. And that's a fascinating tool to learn about yourself and um, your family and friends. And um, that is um, on the 20th of February, that's 10 till two. And uh, it, it also teaches you that we go in these nine year cycles uh, when you can find out what, you years may be better than others and help you understand you know why perhaps one year you're trying to get something moving and it's just not happening for you so if anyone wants any information on either of the workshops please drop me an email um, 
That's great, Jackie. How can people find you um, and where can they book you for a consultation? Okay, well, I have a website, which is uh, fengshuipathway.co.uk. Uh, so you'll find uh, lots of information on there on how to book a consultation or um, book a workshop. Um, I'm on the Feng Shui Society website consultant page and also um, got a Facebook page. There's, it's under my name, Jackie Tyrrell, but there is a group associated with it called uh, Feng Shui for Everyone and you're welcome to join. It's not just about Feng Shui, it's got lots of tips on health and well-being. So yeah, if you want to join, please do. Lovely. Jackie, it's been wonderful having you here. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. Thank you, Samantha. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie, and a huge thank you to all of our listeners. If you enjoyed that show, don't forget to tune in next month for a brand new episode. Thanks for listening to the Feng Shui Society podcast and for being such a supportive audience. You can find out more about the Feng Shui Society at www.fengshuisociety.org.uk. Don't forget to subscribe to our monthly newsletter, which is packed full of interesting and useful Feng Shui hints and tips. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Join us again next month as we continue to explore Feng Shui even further.